It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Gary Ross. All right, welcome back, or welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday, Tom Ward and Garrett, and it's game day. Ah, yeah, game day for the Crawford Lady Pirates. Ward, you excited? Ready to go? Yes, I am. Good stuff. Uh, Garrett, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good stuff. All right, I got to tell you, I uh, how do, how do we how do we survive with four dollar and four cent gas, please? Somebody explain to me how how we can do this. Uh, I would like to know if you find out. Ninety four dollars, Mister White, to fill up my truck. Yeah, I I, I hear you. Paid five twenty five over the weekend. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm thinking about getting a unicycle, you know, uh, moped. I mean, I don't know. What do we do? This is ridiculous. I'm thinking about getting a bicycle. Yeah, that's a legitimate, especially where you live. That would be perfect. Let me see him. So I said I'm getting, a, I'm getting a unicycle. You know, just one, one wheel, <laughs> roll around. I can't afford the other wheel. It's just one wheel and a seat. Let's go. I'll buy it if you ride it. <laughs> But I was, I was, I, I had to fill up yesterday, and I went, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, fill up," and just happened to glance over there and went, four oh four, howdy duty. I can't bring myself to fill up. I can't put more than forty in without wanting to cry. I, I will not put more than forty in my vehicle at one time. Well, and, and I was going to do it's the just same gonna thing. Keep going up. I, I don't care. I was still, I was thinking about doing the same thing, and I said, "Well, you know, all I'm gonna do is turn around, come right back here, and put another four. I mean, so. But I was I was going okay. So who who's getting shortchanged here? Because with the with the gas prices the way they are, we're going to have to pay for gas, and we're going to go to where we need to go. So we're paying more out of our pocket for those for that uh, for that fuel. We're not. We didn't. I don't guess that none of us saw, got a raise. So oh, no. some the, the spendable income that we have. Just got cut. So who got cut? Was it the movie theater that you're not going to be able to go to as often? Is it the restaurant? Everybody. So everybody gets hurt with this because you're going well, to. You've got X amount of dollars to spend a month, and if it's going into the gas pump, it's not going into the restaurant or the or the department store or whatever else. Come on, man. Well, and I've read where we're fixing to have a food shortage because. There's not going to be enough truckers out there that can afford the fuel to bring it to you. That's that's come on. Fix this. They need to. <laughs> and fix it now. A, and get your head out of the damn sand. Had a friend that that is a truck driver that filled up his truck. You ready for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thousand three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Nah. Not doing it. And the only thing he can do is pass it on to the to the consumer, who's ever he's trucking for. Jeez. What are you kidding me? That's crazy. Fix it, Ward. I'm putting you in charge. Okay. Good luck. Go fix all that. <laughs> well, it did. I'm sitting there going ninety four dollars 
to put fuel in my in my vehicle. It's gonna evaporate. <laughs> exactly what they eat. <laughs> I'm like, do you need your parking lot clean? I mean, is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> can I wash dishes at the low you know, what I mean, come on, help me out. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Ridiculous. Crazy. All right, welcome into the program. I, I, I don't know why I got onto that, but it just like, made me mad yesterday. Nine uh, seven zero four. We welcome you into the program. Uh, we we got a lot to do today. We're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to some interesting conversations. Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine is going to join us today. Josh Neighbors will be here talking some Big Twelve with us, and uh, we'll get an update on our friends in Fort Worth. Stephen Simcox will be here with the uh, Locked On Horn Frog podcast. We'll uh, we'll visit with him as well. So we got some stuff going on. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but did you watch much or any of the Mavericks with the late start? Yes. Did you watch it all? Yes. Did you not turn it off in the third quarter? No. Why? Why were you? Why were you I was going to say, why are you punishing? <laughs> did you do something wrong to your dog, Coco? I mean, are you? Why were you punishing yourself? I don't know. It was awful. Did you? I mean, but am I missing something? Did they just simply digress every quarter a little bit more? I mean, first quarter they had what a six point lead. Now they're trailing at three or whatever it was at the half, and then they absolutely got smoked mm-hmm. third in the third was, quarter. Was bad. It's always the bad quarter when they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even at home at times. Well, yeah. There's something about that third quarter. And we'll hear from Jason Kidd talking about that third quarter in a few minutes. But uh, I just thought, you know, anyway, we'll get into that today. Ward, they're four games under 500. They are on fire. They are making a run in May. It's like like the (laughs) Kentucky Derby that they're, they're, they're flying around that track so fast. You gotta love your Texas Rangers right now. Okay, you're not all in yet. When are no. you? When are you buying into this deal that this is going to be an okay team? I didn't say it was going to be a great team. I didn't even say it was going to be a winning team. But it's not going to be that double A team that they put on the field last year. It's a triple A team. <laughs> it's a little above that. <laughs> I mean, they're heck. They're winning games after the horrendous start, which they did. Mm-hmm. They're now ten and sixteen, I think. No, 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 no. They're four games under. They're just four games under five hundred, and moving up and moving up the food chain. You, <laughs> you got to like them. You got to like the way they're playing. Play, you know, got a W last night. We'll talk about that. You're you're not buying in, are you? No. Not. You don't think this team can get to five hundred? I don't know. I. If they got to 500, would you consider that a successful season? Yes. Absolutely. You have to. From where they were a year ago? You have to. Holy moly. That's $580 million well spent. I mean, they're beating bad teams, and they're losing to good teams. They're not even competitive with good teams. You don't think, hey, whoa, whoa. You don't think they were competitive with the Yankees? One to nothing, two to one, one to nothing? No. You can't get a half a run. What? How else can they get more competitive? They're just—they didn't win, did they? No, you didn't say that. You said competitive. <laughs> <laughs> You're changing the narrative here. <laughs> Not competitive enough for me. They stink. Oh boy. Uh, 
No, I, well, okay. That, and everybody's entitled to an opinion. I don't think they stink. I think they're bad. They're 12 and 16. Yes, but look where they started. They were two and forever. <laughs> That's their own damn fault. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not arguing that. I, I, I will not argue that. I mean, I, I, I want, but I do wonder sometimes if the fact that they had the shortened spring training and there's so many new faces. You know, I wonder if, you know, like the first month of the season – did Woody have them wearing these little signs on their hats? You know, hi, my name is Joe. Or <laughs> Don't be a ranger apologist. <laughs> I, I said I'm wondering. I didn't say they did. No, I'm, I'm, facts are facts. They had a horrible start. I mean, they had two wins. And, 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 you know, you're like, this thing is no different than it was a year ago. But since then, they've played okay. They have not played good. And, in fact, in, in the 6-4 win last night, they didn't exactly play stellar baseball, but they played well enough to win. It's a start. So they're <laughs> against a nine and eighteen team. <laughs> they played who's on the schedule. They're gonna play them all. They're gonna play the good ones, they're gonna play the average ones, and they're gonna play the bad ones. They're gonna play everybody who's on the schedule. Okay. So all right. So we'll get into that a little bit today. And uh I, I'm the we were talking about it this morning. The NFL just cracks me up. They keep talking about, hey, we're going to have this release of the schedule on Thursday. Uh, there's one national radio network that says, hey, we're going to broadcast the release. And I'm like, you're going to broadcast the release of a schedule? But Absolutely. They are. It's the NFL. But they are. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard of them doing it. I think they've extended their coverage of the NFL, and good for them. So then why do, you keep, why do you keep telling me everything that's going on in the NFL before the release? We got more news yesterday about the NFL schedule. Just about keeping it hot, keeping it in the moment, that's drawing the, people in. You leak a little bit here, intrigue the, the masses, and then they all gather. Yeah. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. But I've never understood. And, and, and look, I like the NFL like the next guy. But is the the release of the schedule that's going to take place in about five months that big a deal? It is to yeah. a lot of people. Absolutely, it is. Why? Somebody, somebody, help me because understand. The NFL is the monster. They I, drive the boat. I got it. But why is Dallas versus you St. Can start Louis? Looking at, and you start looking St. at Louis. the matchups, and you start breaking down the matchups, and the the one the individual, uh, you know, is is Diggs going to be over on this receiver. And you just start looking at it from an analytical standpoint. And I think, and really from um, uh, fantasy football, in my opinion, people really start looking at the schedule. You start evaluating your players. It, it's just big. And, but and you haven't even drafted your I know, players. but you start looking ahead yeah, to matchups. They absolutely are. People go. They start working their draft board. Yeah. That is absolutely nuts to me. Dallas versus... Tampa Bay on September the 7th. I got to know that in May? People want to know. Yeah. Holy smokes. It's It 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 hasn't always been this big as far as the NFL, schedules. It's, oh, it's been like this been for, like what, this about for a decade now. Yeah, at least 10 years it has. Holy smokes. It's big, man. The release of the schedule. On Absolutely. A, and it's going to be broadcast nationally. Well, there'll be parties. Oh, yeah. Watch parties. Almost like draft parties. (sighs) 
I want to meet somebody. I, I really want to know. I want to talk to somebody who's setting their 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 whole Thursday night evening. Call Q Myers for a schedule release. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'll well, watch he's, it. He's working. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm talking about Joe Fan that says, "Hey, we got to do this." Uh, just ask on the text line. There'll yeah. be people. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, CNC Collision Center. Now, there's a difference between watching it and listening to it, and I mean, setting your whole. I mean, I mean, will people take the day off tomorrow so they can get ready for tomorrow night? No, but they're going to no. stop down and watch it. Are you? Yeah, I will probably. I mean. I'm not sorry. I can I can read the Cowboys schedule it's in just about fun. five it's an minutes, event. and that's what I'm getting at. Is it really an event for the NFL fans? Yes, everything the NFL does now it is, is an, event. an event on purpose. They've done that on purpose. Well, I get it. I mean, they've done the best job of marketing in the last twenty years. It used to be the NBA. The used, NBA used to be the absolute mm-hmm. best at marketing. They would market airing up the basketball. I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, the, the NBA, that's fantastic theme and all that stuff. They were the best at marketing and now it's the NFL. I mean, I get that, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm, and, and I get the draft. I'm not a big draft guy, but I get the draft, but a release of a, of a schedule, a piece of paper that says who you're going to play. You got to think, just look how big the draft has gotten oh, since they started moving around. I mean, here's another aspect. I think we're, we're not considering is the gambling aspect. Of course you want to see that schedule. Especially if you're a big better. Uh, good you want point. to start looking at the odds. You want to, And you yeah. probably start getting some action on those Absolutely. games right now. So, yeah, you start looking Vegas for the little. Vegas is taking your money right now on that game. The, the yeah, little intriguing point. angles to every matchup. It's a great point. You, you can start getting you some action on that Absolutely. right you now. You probably get action on the release of the schedule. You will. I'm sure you will. I'm sure Caesars <laughs> has something out there. <laughs> You probably can. All right, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. We, we that's that's our plan for you today, and who who knows what else? I know you can get action on when Tom Brady's going to climb out of the booth and start collecting that big check from Fox, which is ridiculous, which is absolutely nuts. And, and how would you like to be? And, and they keep calling him the number one analyst just as soon as he retires. How would you like to be on that 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 crew as the analyst, knowing that at any moment? You're out of a gig. How would you like to be that guy? Uh, who is going to be that guy? Maybe they're saving the spot. <laughs> I, I don't know who. I don't know who Fox well, is going to. Is it Burkhart going to do the play-by-play? I don't know who this, who's going to fill the void for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I, I think Joe Buck's spot is going to be Kevin Burkhart. I, I guess it's supposed to be Brady eventually. I don't eventually, know who you, don't know who who you, do you plug, plug this year. Well, who do you plug in? They might just rotate it like week to week <laughs> or something. Who's got, who's got the gig that's going to end just as soon as the other guy wants, <laughs> wants it? <laughs> that's what you're talking about. All right. What is it? $357 gazillion or something like that? $375 million. How about that? Glad he needs it. Oh, yeah, he's struggling. All right, uh, 7-15. Uh, let's get to uh, the weather forecast, and then we will uh, – oh, by, hang on. we we got to talk about this real quick. Uh, St. Louis called up Kramer Robertson, that's, uh, and his dad, Randy, still lives here in town. Uh, he got into the game last night for the Cardinals as a pinch runner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Kramer, who played at Midway and then on at, at uh, LSU. Go Tigers. 
It, yeah, he's uh, he's he's now a big leaguer. How, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, and, and, and we're going to touch base on this just briefly because we're running late. But uh, Notre Dame's basketball coach Mike Bray, he basically said, "Hey, shut your pie hole and, and accept the fact that NIL is here, and the way it, it the way it's set up is the way it's set up. You know, you as a coach make a lot of money. Why can't these kids?" Close your pie hole. He's he said. They, he said they got to stop. He said they have got to stop complaining. Uh, this is the world we're in. And last time I checked, we make pretty good money, so everybody should just shut up and adjust. Here's my problem, and this is just me. I get what he's saying because he's a hundred percent correct. But when you've got a guy who basically comes out and says, "Hey, there's other schools recruiting me while I'm." There's tampering going on within this because of NIL opportunities. I think what he's saying is there's nothing a coach can do or nothing an AD can do right now. Let the legislative people and Mark Emmert, really, the NCAA needs to step up and have a backbone here. But they're, I could be wrong, ain't happening. but they're not. They're ain't, not going to, I know. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Now, I'll tell you this. And then we are definitely stepping away. Uh, <laughs> the There is a great article in The Athletic. I yeah. showed it to you. I showed it to you. Uh, it's about not only NIL, but just the state of college athletics. You, If you're a college athletics fan, you owe yourself the opportunity to go read that article. It is a tremendous article. Uh, I believe Chris Vanini wrote yep. it. So, uh, good step. All right, uh, seven, and we may get into it t- tomorrow. 717, this is ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another hot and humid day here in Central Texas. We'll see those clouds thin out as we hit the afternoon and sunshine breaks out. 93 degrees will be the high. Mostly clear skies tonight for a while, but then the clouds move in overnight. We drop to 69. And mostly sunny skies on Thursday should be a hot day as well and a high of 94. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather recently on game time and we're joined now by jeff wilson from rangerstoday.com first of all when you're talking about willie calhoun or zach rex you're talking about the last guy on the team the 13th position player out of 13 so i think you kind of have to put it in context there how big of a deal is it it's a big deal because he was the guy in the u darvish trade you know one thing that thought willie had outgrown was for lack of a better word, it's poutiness when something goes wrong. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values.
Make your dreams come true in 2022. First Central Credit Union has no closing costs and low interest rates on home equity loans now through June 30th. Build dreams with your home's equity for home renovations or unexpected expenses. Get quick decisions from a local institution you trust. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Loan subject to credit approval. Membership eligibility and loan policies. Rate subject to change without notice. Restrictions may apply. Minimum home equity loan is $10,000. Member NCUA. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Isbell Construction LTD, located in the Crawford area, is a family-owned and operated utility company that contracts for Texas telephone companies. Established in 1985, Isbell Construction LTD takes pride in their work and in their hometown. Isbell Construction LTD supports the local communities and the Crawford Lady Pirate. Isbell Construction LTD wishes the Lady Pirates a big win all the way to state. Go Lady Pirates! At Knife River, we take care of our people. Are you looking for employment or career change? Knife River is looking for CDL drivers, equipment operators, and concrete and asphalt crew members. Good pay, good benefits, good people. Call Knife River today at 254-761-2600. That's 254-761-2600. Or apply online at KnifeRiver.com. Knife River is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer. Call today and get hired. Game Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service. Good feet and landscape supply. All right, 722. It's 22 after 7. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a... Uh, a mon- uh, it's not Monday, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's, it's, it's game day. Uh, over on 104.9, uh, Ward will have the uh, call of the Crawford-Italy game one of that best two out of three series. So that'd be a lot of fun. What is it, 545 warm-up? Yes. Six o'clock first pitch mm-hmm. from over at Waco ISD. And last time they played over there, they played against Wortham. And, man, they had a packed house. They did. Good stuff. Should be packed tonight. Should be a lot of fun. So have to come over there. I'm telling you, it was, it was cool because for me, I, I just kind of wandered around down yeah. below, and, and on one field I had I was watching Crawford and, and Wortham, and on the other field I was watching Teague and Academy, and you know, and visited with uh, Academy's AD Chris Lancaster, and just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll try to get over there and check that out tomorrow night, Thursday night. We'll have Bosqueville and uh, in Italy. It's Interesting that they're both playing Italy, but it's a, and it's a one game winner take all uh, to the third round, which is always a little scary, but you know that's that's the way it is. It's, I mean, Italy's got to be pretty confident in their pitcher. I mean, if you're going up because you know Bosqueville's going to put Ewins out there. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: they're one that's they feel like that's probably the only chance they have because they don't have more in once, the rotation. Right, right, beating them once, you you know you. You're 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 banking on the other team not playing well and what have you. You're like, if we can steal one, but we can't steal two. Yeah. So it's easier to steal one than it is to steal two. So you play one and just let it fly, and it's a winner take all kind of deal. So it's kind of a 
you know, tough go. All right, but anyway, that's what will happen on uh, on Thursday night. And that game will be right here uh, on ESPN Central Texas, 645 for the warm-up, 7 o'clock first pitch. So there you go. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get back into this thing in just a second. I, I, I do seriously want uh, want your thoughts, Ward, on, on the Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. Rangers win it 6-4. to four. And, uh, again, you know, after the horrendous start, they are 12-16. and 16. Look, I, I think they have a chance to be a average to below average team. I mean, and if that's the case, and if they're on track to do that, I I think it's a it's a good year. I mean, and I know we joke around about it, but where where they were a year ago and how they started this year, and I'm not saying that they're not going to have another you know bad run, but they had a really bad run to start the year and just buried themselves. Uh, but you know. As of what the last three four weeks they they played okay. They, they have. I mean, they're just now getting to you know four players on on the roster have had a hundred or more at bats, so they're just now getting into the swing of things. Um, so and, and look this this is not a very good baseball team. It's an average baseball team in all honesty. Um, and if they can just keep that going, they're not going to make a. I, I don't. I, I really don't think that they're going to make a run at the wild card. They're not going to make a run at the playoffs. This is not going to be any stretch of the imagination a playoff team. But if they can just hang in there and win a series here and there, or just get some good baseball out of what they have going, then that's a success for this team this year. I mean, with realistic expectations you've got to figure out okay we may have our outfield figured out maybe Mm -hmm. and we got to let that kind of do it for a little while now we got to figure out what we're going to do as far as starting rotation and bullpen and and get some help with some arms now does that mean that they sit there and lurk around at the all-star break before the trade deadline and and go find somebody and and bring them in that, you know, excites the fans and gets those ticket sales to, to make the, you know, stretch run at the end of the season to keep everybody engaged. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how you go about it. If, if they're out there at the right price, but you, I mean, you can't give up the farm to go get somebody because you're not going to be in a race. You're just not. So you got that's the evaluation you got to figure out. Do I do I need to sell tickets, and can I get them at the right price, and can I bolster this so we can go in the off season with the legitimate thing in mind of we got to go get a couple of really good arms and hope that the good arms we have in Round Rock and Frisco have made strides to get toward the big league club. Because I've heard people say, you know, they've got some arms down there that that are, are going to be close at the end of the year. No, they don't. They don't. They're just not. Those kids are not going to be ready because you don't want to force them up on a less than average or average baseball team and have them go out there and blow their confidence. Mm-hmm. I think they the need guys, to get wins. I think the guys that you're looking for to build this roster from from the farm aren't in Frisco. I mean, aren't in Round Rock. They're in Frisco. 
I think it's the double A arms. I think well, those that's are what the I'm guys. Saying. Yeah. They're not ready to come not up. Not nearly ready. Not nearly ready. And if you do go buy somebody at the end of the year, you're buying somebody at the end of the year for next season in mind. That's what in I mean. The, yeah. You're you're trying to you, if you're going to make if you're going to go make a run at at somebody in a trade close to the all-star break or right, you know, right at the deadline, Mm -hmm. then it needs to be somebody that excite. The only reason why you're doing it is to excite the fans and get their rear end of the ballpark and have the understanding of you're going to sign him to a long-term deal. Look, this, this team in in the last 10 games is there's six and four. If you played at that clip, which is, you know, around five, if you, Management would be doing backflips. They would be so excited. If you could be six four, five five, four six what you don't want is the one nine two eight right. over over a ten game window. This is be average. If you can be average, then you're gonna improve fifteen to twenty games. And if you improve fifteen to twenty games, you mark this down as a remarkable first step in your rebuild. All right, 729, we are going to talk some college football with Mike Cravens from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We do it next. It's on to the Big 12 Tournament in Oklahoma City for Glenn Moore and Baylor Softball this weekend on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball opening play in the Big 12 Tournament Thursday in Oklahoma City against Iowa State. 11.45 a.m. for the warm-up show, high noon, first pitch, Thursday. Join Dan Ingham from the Big 12 Tournaments every game on 101.3 FM. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. American Bank has been serving Waco since 1952, and we're just getting started. Hi, I'm President and CEO Dana Hassel. Over the past few years, we've been busy investing in new technology to give you the best banking experience possible. We've also expanded our downtown branch and built two state-of-the-art buildings at our Woodway and Bellmead locations. With bright open lobbies plus fast, personal, interactive teller machines, everyone in Waco is now just minutes away from face-to-face banking. Visit us today and see how we're invested in serving you at American Bank. Member FDIC. Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coach's Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coach's Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. 
Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Rookie pitcher Reed Detmers tossed a no-hitter as the Angels beat Tampa Bay 12-0. Justin Verlander one-hit the Twins for eight innings to lead Houston to a 5-0 win. Game two of that series tonight in Minnesota. Two home runs by Corey Seager helped the Rangers to a 6-4 win over Kansas City. That three-game series continues tonight in Arlington, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. If the Mavericks are to advance to the next round, they must win two straight after losing in Phoenix last night, 110-80. The Suns could wrap up the series Thursday in Dallas. The PGA Tour has denied golfers a release to play in the LIV Invitational Series, scheduled for the second weekend of June in London. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.33, welcome back in. This is game time. Drive safely if you're on your way to work or school this morning. Tom and Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. As uh, we talk some college football, we welcome into the program from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Mike Craven. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Terrific. We appreciate the time. I'm going to take you in a little different direction to get started. Uh, An article is out, and uh, it basically is the ACC is holding their spring meetings, and Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray basically said, hey, you know what? NIL is what it is. Shut up and adjust. Uh, is is that is that the simple facts that this is where we are and this is where we're going and we can't put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to NIL? Well, that, that's where it is for me. I mean, I, I think the more productive conversations are figuring out how to use the NIL correctly for best for the player and for the program and maybe figure out some different oversights and regulations, but I, I do think it's a futile conversation to talk about, like, if NIL is good for college sports, it's here. This is what it's going to be. So we need to figure out the best way to, to do it and move forward. So there is some kind of regulation with it, um, you know, because right now it is kind of the Wild West. But, yeah, you can't put that genie back in the ba- bottle, and that's on the NCAA. They should have been more proactive with this. Had they started three, four, five years ago when these rumblings were coming up, putting a plan into place and a direction into place, Maybe we'd be in a better spot right now, but they tried the you know bury head and sand technique, and you know that rarely works. One of the things that that some of the other coaches had brought up was, hey, look, we 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 get that nil is here, but we've got to figure out how you know how how to do this correctly. You know, there's some players that are actually coming out and telling you that, hey, look, even though I'm you know I'm signed up with School X, School Y, and School Z are recruiting me through the back door. I mean, we got we we've got problems with with this when it comes to NIL and, and and of course the transfer portal that goes with it. I mean, the thing I would say back to the coaches is, y'all do interviews for new jobs in the middle of football seasons. 
right? So they're doing the exact same thing. I mean, they're they're always looking for the next place to go as well, right? They're, now, they have agents that get to do it behind the scenes where they can, in front of cameras, have plausible deniability and go, no, I haven't, you know, interviewed for that job yet, or they haven't contacted me specifically. Well, you know, maybe that's technically true. They haven't called that person's phone, uh, but they're talking about that job to an agent, right? So, I don't see it being any different than all the assistant coaches and head coaches in college football that, you know, leave jobs and, and use the ladder to climb upwards. Um, and so, yeah, I, I sometimes it's sour grapes, I think. If you look across the landscape, I don't know how many schools are getting negatively impacted by this, right? I think if you look at the transfer portal, if you gave true serum to most of the coaches and asked if they got better or worse through the transfer portal, I, I believe most of them got better. If you look through the state, at least, and you look at the guys who left a program versus the guys who are coming into the program, the only ones that could really complain are probably the bottom ones, right? Like a UTEP or a Texas state that are getting their guys, you know, poached to bigger schools. I don't think a Baylor, a Texas A&M, a Texas, a TCU, none of those teams have gotten worse through the transfer portal. So, for me, some of it's kind of chicken little, sky is falling type deal. But these players are finally getting the same type of freedom the coaches have. And, and to me, it's been weird to watch the coaches react in a way uh, that, to me, feels a little bit hypocritical. So if they keep this trend going and the transfer portal becomes a viable recruiting tool for coaches, which it is, what does that do to the incoming freshmen? How 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 do they have a fighting chance? Are we going to go back to freshmen really don't get playing time anymore? Yeah, I mean, they got to go somewhere, right? And, and these superstar freshman guys are, are going to find their spots. Like an Evan Stewart, um, you know, going to A&M, he's already their number one wide receiver, and he enrolled, you know, in January and sh- should still be in high school. So if you're good enough to play, you're going to find your spot to play. I do think there is less of that, you know, hey, I need this true freshman to come in and be our savior because I can go to the transfer portal and find somebody to, to do it quicker. Um, you know, maybe – at the lower level, you know, I think Texas State's the perfect example, right? Like Jake Savadol a few years ago at Texas State just pretty much stopped recruiting high school talent, and people killed him for it. Like, how can, how in the state of Texas can you not recruit high school talent? Well, he'll explain it to you and go, look, it, say I, you know, scour the whole state and find this running back who's a hidden gem, and he comes to Texas State, and in his first year at Texas State, he runs for 1,000 yards. Well, I'm not going to have him on campus anymore. So why even do that? Why? Why recruit for the bigger schools? And so uh, it is going to be interesting to see how recruiting, you know, changes or what it changes to. Uh, but after these COVID year guys are, are off the books, you still got to have 85 scholarship limits. And, you know, you still have to graduate after four years of playing. So there's always going to be, you know, spots to fill. There just may not be as many openings to play right away. And, you know, I could argue that could be a good thing for the sport. Mike, you had an article come out yesterday about the, the teams in Texas and what they're doing in the transfer portal. Would you look at Baylor right now? Are there any needs? Could you see them? I mean, obviously quarterback could be one, but do you see them hitting the portal and bringing in anybody, or do you think they work with the roster as is? Yeah, they kind of seem like a, a staff that wants to work with the roster as is, that they'd like to use the transfer portal for only specific occasions, maybe on guys that they recruited out of high school that they didn't get that they're already really familiar with. I, I don't see them being a group that kind of goes outside for, for stuff. And, I, you know, to me that seems like a sign of a good roster. If you look across the state, 
the teams that signed the fewest players through the transfer portal are Baylor and Texas A&M. You know, I think those are probably the two most talented rosters in the state. So it makes complete sense why they didn't. So uh, I, I think they use it sparingly. But if I had to pick a spot just from the outside looking at it, I, I would imagine wide receiver feels like a position that could use an instant upgrade, even if it's not, you know, like a number one guy. If you could get somebody in there that could be a number two, a number three, a number four receiver to provide some more quality depth and maybe give some other dudes another year, like a Josh Cameron, keep him from mm-hmm. being a huge, you know, big time target right away, give him some more time to develop. You know, maybe that's the spot to look at. Mike, we live in a in an in a instant gratification world now. It, does the portal change how we look at the progress of programs? I mean, you know, we used to talk about a, a rebuild at XYZ University is four or five years. Well, these guys aren't getting four or five years anymore. Does, does the portal change how we view a, a rebuild program? You know, I honestly think it gives them a fighting chance for the expectations that already exist. Like, I mean, somebody, I mean, I worked at the Statesman before I was at Dave Campbell, so it's easy for me to use Texas as the, as the uh, model here. You know, but Tom Herman didn't get four or five years, and that was before the transfer portal took off in the way that it did, right? So a Charlie Strong didn't get it as well, and he, you know, he didn't have the transfer portal. So I feel like those expectations have already always been there. But now somebody like Steve Sarkeesian can go, look, I got to win right now. These guys aren't going to give me much more than this year and maybe next year if this thing keeps being average. And so my best chance isn't to recruit a bunch of freshmen that, like, maybe the next head coach wins with. I need to go get some dudes right now to allow me to keep my job. And if that costs my boosters some money, well, so be it. You're right. And so uh, I, I do think it, it's giving guys, you know, when they walk into a, a to a, you know, a, a school and you look at the roster, you know, I think in years past, you'd be like, man, we just don't have any offensive linemen. It's going to take me two or three years to replenish those ranks. Well, Joey McGuire has gone out and signed five transfer offensive linemen and flat out told me, between the guys I got on campus and the guys I'm bringing in, we got to be able to find five or six, right? And so I, I think it's allowed, you know, the new head coaches to come in and look at spots and immediately fix them. And that's what kind of was the genesis of the article I was writing. You know, I was just kind of looking around at the transfers, and, and, and it jumped out. You know, the three new coaches in the state are, you know, getting 13, 13, and 16 transfers into the program. The other nine are averaging about five you know, per program. And then that's with Texas State getting 10 and Houston getting nine. And so I think it is pretty obvious that the, the newer the coach, the the more you probably need that transfer portal. With this transfer portal the way it is, what happens to the UTSAs, the North Texas, UTEP, Rice, heck, they'll win SMU in that category. I mean, what happens to those schools uh, if they continue to get poached? Yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, they're going to have to do, you know, some poaching of their own, right? If, if they get poached at the, you know, if their star running back, you know, goes from, you know, let's say UTSA to, you know, Baylor, well, then UTSA needs to be poaching from, you know, Texas State or, you know, a Sunbelt school or maybe even Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, the JUCO level. Uh, I think these guys just need to adjust. But you look at it, you know, nobody left UTSA. There wasn't any star players transferring from UTSA, and they have plenty of them after winning the conference championship. But the culture there is great. They love it there. They're winning, all that kind of stuff. Some of this is on the coaches to build a work environment that people want to stay in. You know, like they don't ask that question at Dave Campbell's, right? Like if I left Dave Campbell's for another job, nobody would like sit there and like have these huge conversations on like why I did it. They would assume 
that I found a better place to go work. I, I guess I look at it that same way. If you're, if you're building a program where kids want to play at, that they feel rewarded, that they feel like they have a winning culture, that they're, you know, having a good time at school and being put in a, in a great position more often than not, you're going to not have to deal with these problems. This is the programs that are kind of blowing up that are seeing guys just exit, you know, Zach Evans at TCU leaves because a new head coach comes in. You know, I, I do think there's a lot of that that goes on that if you look at each individual person in the transfer portal, there's probably a story there more so than just kid quit school. Mike, what are your thoughts on uh, the the move of Gary Bohannon going to USF more so over a Power 5 school? Like, I know all the indications last week were more, more than likely Missouri. I know he took a visit on Friday to Missouri and one on Saturday to USF and made the decision, but – what were your uh, what were your thoughts on that move by him? Yeah, you know, I think that's an example of how the transfer portal can help, you know, these G5 schools as much as they'll help the P5 schools. If you're a guy who has a little bit more maturity about you, who's not a teenager anymore, who's played some football, who kind of understands the college landscape, I think the idea of going to a G5 program where you can win and compete for conference titles is as appealing, if not more appealing, than going somewhere at a P5 level and just getting, you know, your butt kicked every week like you probably would at Missouri. And you add NIL in there, and I think programs like South Florida can go, look, here's a package we can offer you. There's a couple businesses around here we can get you, you know, a couple NIL deals. You'll probably be able to start right away. We're going to compete for conference championships. This is a pretty good deal here. At Missouri, I don't know if you get that exact same, you know, type of structure or, you know, kind of not a guarantee is probably the right wrong word, but, you know, that kind of, you know, ability to kind of walk in and, and immediately be the starter. So I wasn't too surprised. I thought that was a pretty good landing spot. They run an offense that I think, you know, fits his his style pretty well. And, you know, I think he's a he's a perfect example of the transfer portal working. He did everything right at Baylor. I, there's not one person that can say one bad word about Gary Bohannon. But he got beat out by a better quarterback, and that's perfectly fine. He doesn't have to just sit on the bench and ride it out, and that's just his fate in life, right? He's allowed to go find other opportunities. For him, this is probably it. He's probably not an NFL quarterback. And so he wants to capitalize on the last year or two that he can play college football. I don't find any fault in that, and I think those stories are overwhelmingly more you know, available to find than the occasional guys that are just out there money hunting. Those are the ones we talk about more but it's more guys like Gary Bohannon that are just trying to find opportunities to go play the game that they love. Mike, obviously we're relatively new in the, in the NIL program and in, and in the, uh, in the, in the transfer portal, as this thing goes along and as kids enter the portal, maybe with bad advice, I don't know, but as kids enter the portal and don't land in better places, do you see the portal changing and the dynamic of the portal changing in, in, in future years? Sure. I mean, I hope so, right? Like, I, I hope that in a couple of years we're all smarter. The players are smarter. The coaches are smarter. The media are smarter. You know, maybe even the boosters are smarter in terms of this money because the rate of return can't be, you know, all that great for a lot of these investments. And I, I'd imagine those flatten out a little bit and uh, it becomes more performance-based maybe or maybe back to what NIL was actually meant to be, which is just name, in, image, and likeness, right? It wasn't supposed to be pay you know, for play. Recruit. Right. It wasn't supposed to be what it's become. So if you can get it back closer to what it was supposed to be, 
Um, you know, and then I think the other thing with transfer portal is there needs to be windows. You shouldn't just be able to jump into the transfer portal whenever, right? There should be a couple of times throughout the year where you can enter your name into that transfer portal. And if you don't, then you have to deal with like the one year sit out, you know, type of deal. So I do think there's ways to put bumpers on this, like in bowling, right? To kind of put bumpers on this thing. <laughs> and, and like, that's all that we're going to be able to do. You can't, you can't stop them from bowling, right? You just have to try to keep them within the lanes. And I do think in a couple of years, there are going to be guys that go, look, I, I'm probably not an NFL guy. Who knows if I'm going to start at this next spot or if that's going to be even better than it is right here. Maybe I should just stay here and, and focus on being a college student and see how football works. I, I do think that that happens more and more as we go. Uh, but if you look in the transfer portal, that I think it's so big. A lot of those guys didn't have a choice to come back to school. You know, these these scholarships are still year to year, mm-hmm. not four years key thing. So, you know, we look at it and we go, hey, there's 2,000 people in the portal. Where 500 of them are walk-ons and the other, you know, 700 more were told by their coaches they didn't have a spot there. So, like, what what were they supposed to do? And so uh, I do think it gets inflated a little bit. I, I do think the conversation gets a little wonky at, at times. Uh, but I believe in the free market, and I guess that's just, like, how I am as a person. And I think over time this thing will figure itself out and it will be another thing we look back on and go, oh, man we probably spent way too much time freaking out over that thing that just eats out on its own. Hey, Mike, great read yesterday. Uh, we pre- and we appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Absolutely, guys. Y'all have a good one. Have a great day. That's Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And that, that is a, uh, a very valid point. Uh, there, you know, these scholarships are year to year. Yep. Uh, from, the, uh, from the school's perspective, four-year commitment, or supposedly from the player's perspective, that's gone now. But – there are times when a guy goes to, to you know, Jared, I don't have a spot for you. Yep. So you're you're in that portal uh, because you're looking for a place because you want to go play. I, I, I get that part of it. All right, 749, we're 11 away from 8 o'clock. Hey, Mother's Day just passed, and now it's time to honor those dads and those grads, and you can do so at Morrison's Gifts where they have the perfect gift for the special folks on your list. Now, look, you could choose a uh, personalized John Hart travel kit. Uh, maybe a shaving kit, uh, luggage or accessories. Dads would love the selection of award-winning barbecue rubs. And sounds good right now, doesn't it? And for the grads, you can you can check out Consuela and Capri Blue and, and the world's softest socks. I keep thinking about those world's softest socks, man. Uh, hey, look, you can even bring by Dad's favorite bottle of wine, and then they'll custom design a gift basket to go around it. Pretty cool. Uh, look, and always uh, free gift wrapping, and they'll ship it to – Anywhere in the in the in the world, maybe even in the universe, knowing knowing those folks at Morrison's Gifts, they're located at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. That's next to uh, Jason's Deli. Tell Mark and Sally and everybody over there that we said hello and stop by and see them today at Morrison's Gifts. Bosqueville Bulldogs baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Join us this Thursday night as the Bulldogs take on the Italy Gladiators in a Class 2A Region 2 area playoff game. Our coverage begins at 645 with the pregame show. We'll have the first pitch and all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. It's Bosqueville in Italy, and it's this Thursday night at 645 on ESPN Central Texas. 
Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct of Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Rookie pitcher Reed Detmers tossed a no-hitter as the Angels beat Tampa Bay 12-0. Justin Verlander one-hit the Twins for eight innings to lead Houston to a 5-0 win. Game two of that series tonight in Minnesota. Two home runs by Corey Seager helped the Rangers to a 6-4 win over Kansas City. That three-game series continues tonight in Arlington, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. If the Mavericks are to advance to the next round, they must win two straight after losing in Phoenix last night, 110-80. The Suns could wrap up the series Thursday in Dallas. The PGA Tour has denied golfers a release to play in the LIV Invitational Series, scheduled for the second weekend of June in London. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hang on just a second, Garrett. Uh, Phoenix just scored again. Oh. 110 to 80, Ward Whites. Mm. What in the world? Well, I mean, your expectations for this, if they can get through 
round one with the W. Everything after that is bonus time. So you'd like to see them play better and not get run out of the gym in a third quarter like they did last night. But, I mean. Oh, I started I, drinking the Kool-Aid. When, it, when they won the other night and it went, oh, it, it no. went 2-2. No. And I, said, hey, and I said yesterday, I said, look, now, now we're down to a two out of three. It's just a two out of three. Phoenix oh, is a much better oh, basketball are team they than ever? Dallas. Yeah. And, and they just methodically did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, they were behind at the end of the first quarter. Then they had a slight lead at halftime. And then they just pulled out that can of whoop in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and the third quarter is the detriment for the Mavericks. Well, they created 13 turnovers in the third quarter. But they always stink in the third quarter. What well, is about the third quarter? Well, yeah, we talked about it. Book came out, and he was uh, – oh, well, they were all aggressive. And, again, we just didn't play smart in the third quarter, offensively or defensively, and um, we just have to be better. Um, that that third quarter was no different than game one or two here. And so we just have to be better, and we will be. How? Well, next year they get some help in the center. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it, man. <laughs> Jason Kidd said we're going to be better, and I want to know how. The draft? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're going to have to get – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can help in the draft, honestly. Uh, so they well, can... they're, going to have to, they're going to have to get some help down low, free agency. They're going to have to get another power forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that can shore some things up and take some pressure off Luka. Wow. Man, but they're that... either going to have to – I don't. I don't think it's through the draft. I mean, and look, the Mavericks are notorious for not using free agency to their advantage. I mean, they just don't. And whether it's people don't want to come to Dallas, or they just refuse to go spend the money, I I can't figure that out. I don't know. I I think it's a combination of both. But to me, if you're Cuban and you have all the money, you would want to spend. I think it's just people don't want to come and deal with him. Well, he never really makes a legitimate run at anybody big either. I mean, let's be honest. Be inflating that ego in that them pocket. I maybe I don't I don't get it. I just I absolutely don't get it. But I I think they're to the point if they want to turn that corner, Luca's not going to stick around like no, Dirk not, did. No, he's not. He's just not. Well, they're back home Thursday. Do they win Thursday and, and force it to go back to Phoenix, or does the Suns come in here and finally get a road win? Uh, I, I think the Suns close it out, honestly. Boy, 30-point thumping. I I think the Mavs win again, and they close it out in Phoenix. Then it would be a home home team series then. I mean. It, Which it, is it, not unusual in the NBA. No, but it was, I mean, just how differently Dallas played with that fan base and on their home floor compared to last night. The last night was just, oh, had to turn it off. Well, it's, I mean, it wasn't watchable in the third quarter. No, it was, it was not good. So, all right, 758. But it's uh, not the first time it's happened to the Mavs. No, no. it's not the first time it's happened in the NBA. <laughs> you had a great point. Uh, it's, you know. All right, 758, couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. John Morris has got the uh, Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Coming up, Baylor Women's Golf extends its lead in the NCAA Stillwater Regional, plus softball headed to Oklahoma City today. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. If you like the Baylor Nike gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore, on campus, or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge Ram ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Today is the third and final round of the NCAA Stillwater Regional for Baylor Women's Golf, and it begins with Baylor on top of the field by 13 strokes. Baylor shot a three under 285 yesterday in the second round. They've got a 13-stroke lead over Arizona State in second place, host Oklahoma State in fourth place at plus 18 through the two rounds. Baylor softball leaving town today. They'll open play tomorrow in Oklahoma City. Part of the Big 12 tournament there. And Baylor, the number five seed, opens against number four seed Iowa State tomorrow at noon. Here's Baylor's softball assistant coach, Hoot Jonigan. A good, solid club, scrappy club, as we all saw here. And um, we didn't like the way that uh, we played against them here. And they came in our backyard and took two or three from us. So, you know, it's another opportunity. If, if that's not enough motivation for the girls, then I don't know what is. So, uh, you know, they finished fourth by the tiebreaker. We finished fifth. But it's an opportunity for us to, to, to right the ship, so to speak, and uh, get things going in the right direction again uh, as we open up tournament play. Yeah, and uh, everybody knows the importance of this tournament. You, uh, you win the tournament, you're in the NCAA tournament field. Yeah, it really is. And it's, and it's a different tournament this year in the sense that it's single elimination. So, uh, you know, you got you win or you go home. And, uh, you know, that's probably best-case scenario for us. We can win three games, one each day. You know, we got a chance to win the tournament. So we got to focus on game one on Thursday against Iowa State and uh, try to take care of that one, and then we'll worry about the next one. And uh, But it's not like it's double elimination. You're going to play six or seven games and all that kind of stuff. You know, we just take it one game at a time, like the old cliche says, and uh, starting with Iowa State on Thursday. Hoot Johnigan and Baylor softball opening play in the Big 12 tournament in Oklahoma City tomorrow. It's Baylor versus Iowa State on the air at 11.45, first pitch at noon on 101.3 FM, television on ESPNU for the tournament opener tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. 
Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grace, and they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's and he's in incredible. there at Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes! <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind. Be the best. Be the best at all we do, whether it's preparing food or waiting on customers. So at the end of the day, when it's closing time, we can say, well done. Bosqueville Baseball has the same goal. Try to do your hardest and do your best. So cheer them on during the games and stop by the Bush's Chicken store in China Spring after the game. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Glad to have you along on a... uh, Wednesday morning, it's hour two of the program. Don't forget, we have Crawford Softball coming your way tonight over on 104.9 FM. It's uh, Crawford and Italy playing the first of a uh, best two out of three in round three of the uh, State of Texas playoffs. All right, let's talk some uh, college athletics. Let's talk some Big 12, and let's welcome into the program Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm well, gentlemen. A little under the weather. How are you guys doing? Doing good. You you do sound a little scratchy. Hang in there. Uh let, let's I would, and we've talked about this a little bit this morning. Uh, Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray basically said, "NIL is here. It's here in the form that it's here. Shut up and adjust." Uh, agree or disagree? Um, I'm not sure I 100% agree, but it was refreshing to actually hear a coach, you know, not really complain about it in one way or another, or talk about, you know, like Lane Kiffin did, the resources they have, or Jimbo deny it, or. You know, Dabo's pretty complain about it. I mean, um, I think that we're going to see the NCAA probably not have that very, you know, very much peace with their new rules. Uh, I think Mike Bray is spot on. I, I was, I was surprised because, you know, Mike Bray can seem curmudgeonly at times. So I was a bit surprised to hear him say that. But um, you know, I think I, I think I probably eighty percent agree with what he's saying. I mean, obviously, there's some stuff that needs to change about NIL and, and just, you know, the, the way it's gone about doing it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's here. It's not going anywhere. And, and I think uh, I think he is right mostly. Big 12 softball championship gets underway this week. It, it, does anybody legitimately give OU a run in this tournament? We saw it last week, and, and Oklahoma State didn't have much uh, for Oklahoma. No, this is – this is OU's. It's, it's their conference. They've been running this conference for for years now. Um, Patty Gasso's team, well, you know, wins the regular season in pretty impressive fashion with a sweep over their biggest rival and honestly the best test you can get in the Big Twelve. And you know, it's just another one of those times where we should appreciate one of the most dominant programs, not just in the conference but in any sport anywhere. Period. Patty Gasso's group is always fun to watch. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anybody, you know, at least um, in the conference that can give them a run, and then we'll see what happens nationally. But, I mean, 
They look like a, they look like the juggernaut right now. They just started a new win streak. They only lost one game all year, and they just won the Big Twelve. So I'm not really sure who's going to stop them right now. What were your your takeaways from the odds that were released earlier? I believe I guess it was earlier this week or last week regarding the Big Twelve football uh, heading into this season and who's going to win it. Yes, that's actually the big topic on today's episode of Locked On Big Twelve. It's it's about those odds. Um, I I really like the odds. I think I'm kind of on board with what we're seeing. First of all, Oklahoma is your favorite at plus one seventy five. So a hundred dollars will get you one seventy five on the comeback if they won. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm right there with them being the favorite. The second favorite is Texas. And I know some people say, oh, my God. And once again, Texas is up top, and, and, and they're right there. But look, to me, they, they deserve to be right there. I was thinking about last night. You love the offensive side of the ball. They have the most talented quarterback, the most talented running back, and probably the most talented wide receiver in the entire league. This team also has depth on offense. The other defense is a question. But you think with the embarrassment of riches, they have an offense and a lot of the questions going on around the league. Texas at plus 200. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, all, all you have to do is just make the Big 12 championship game. It's not, a, it's not that easy to do, but you know, once you're there, you're, you got a shot to win the conference. And I definitely think that we saw last season, Texas lost a lot of close games. They blew a lot of leads. It wouldn't shock me if they turned a lot of those games around this season and converted those losses into wins because they've got the talent to do it. So I'm on board with the top two. Um, you know, I think people at Baylor hope that they'd be higher up. There's just too many questions for me with Baylor this season to necessarily wager on them. And I think their odds, I had to double check, but somewhere in the uh, five to one range or eight to one mm-hmm. range, I think their odds were, yeah, they're, uh, they're plus 750. So yeah, in, in that range, I mean, you know, I think that's 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 good money you get back on Baylor, but I'm not totally sold. I do think a lot of people like that number, though. And then, um, you know, down the line, I, I kind of like Texas Tech at forty to one and Kansas State at fifty to one. You know, those are long shots, but hey, if things broke right and you know they're able to sneak into the Big Twelve title game, they could easily win. You know, if, if you're at the dance, you, you can win it. So yeah, there are a couple long shots in there I like too. Josh, is it unfair for me to say, Texas, shut up and prove it? You've had 9 million opportunities with great talent, and you find a way to lose instead of finding a way to win? Yes, that's totally fair. I I, I will say, so, you know, you guys know this, but the way odds are set is to generate, you know, the the, the whole point is to generate money coming in on these teams. That's what they want. And so – I think Texas's value as the second most favorite team, you know, you think about um, kind of where they come in with all the talent they've just brought in. That's why they're getting those odds. Sure, yes, they're Texas. But I think because of, you know, how much turnover there is. But I mean, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if money came in on Texas and they catapulted to the favorite to win the conference. Now, this happens all the time. They're always one up there in terms of the odds, in terms of best to win the league. Um, but, yeah, there's no one to shut up and prove it. I just think they've got a good opportunity to prove it this year. That's just my opinion, though. Josh, another championship coming up, and it's track and field. Is there a team that you think should be the favorite going into this weekend? 
I can't say I know too much about about Big Twelve track and field. That, that's that is one area. I think isn't Texas usually pretty good? That I think they're normally very good. So if I had to pick one, I'd say Texas, but not normally my area of expertise. Track and field. We mentioned the running backs a while ago, and, and I. I'm looking at this group. You got Bijan Robinson at Texas, which obviously I thought it was a match made in heaven with the the Lambo deal he got, um, and obviously Deuce Vaughn. Who sticks out? Who can give those two a run for their money as the better uh, the best running backs in this league next season? Um, so those two guys are, I, I think, head and shoulders better than the rest of the league. I think Kendra Miller is an interesting guy. At TCU, I think Amari DiMarcado is pretty good. And I like, you know, Taj Brooks. Um, and Sir Roger Thompson, I really like at Texas Tech. But here are two guys to keep an eye on, and I'm going very much off the reservation here. Watch out for Devin Neal mm-hmm. and Ty Thomas. Devin Neal had a really strong season last year, younger guy. And then also, excuse me, they bring in, Kansas does, Kai Thomas from uh from minnesota so they've got a really really good backfield and i think they're going to ride both of those guys last year kai thomas ran for over 800 yards devin neal i think got up to around 800 as well i mean this is this is not you know uh recent memory ku in the backfield those are two legit guys and i'd say this if you look across the league like besides besides Texas, as you mentioned, I, mean, I, I think Bijan and Roshan are by far the two best. It's the best tandem you're gonna find. Deuce Vaughn's probably the most proven guy, and just think about everything he does. He's a true four down back. But anywhere else you go around the league, I mean, I think that the next place you gotta look has gotta be KU. Like they got two, and I know it's crazy to say, but they got a couple legit guys. And I, I know Eric Gray is the number one guy at OU, and that's a great spot to be in. I'm sure he's going to have a nice season, but I'm really excited for KU because I can't remember the last time they had two guys this talented and semi-proven at a, at a skill position on offense. Josh, with with the new staff and everything that's going on in Lawrence, what is a realistic goal for, for Kansas football? So I saw Bet Rivers this year. Uh, their odds for Kansas, it was over under two and a half on the win total. Um, for them, you know, uh, sometimes you can't measure success and wins and losses. I know it's a weird thing to say, but, like, it's when you're Kansas, it's just th- – this is their first full year together. Keep that in mind, right? This is the first time they've had a full spring together as a team, as a staff, under, uh, you know, under Lance Leipold, right? So keeping that in mind, I mean, change for them, you know, it might be incremental. Like, it might be three wins um, this season. I think that, that that's, that's totally reasonable to say that. Um, you know, I'm sure the KU fans would prefer four or five, but look, they've got games against Tennessee Tech. They've got a game at home against Duke. And also, um, you know, you think about those conference games, like, can they steal one? against the TCU at home? Can they steal one, uh, you know, maybe beat Texas again? Can they steal one against West Virginia on the road? I think three wins is a good target for them. I think they get there. I actually think they push for four wins, but change might be incremental for the Kansas football program. 
Josh, as we go forward with the, the new Big 12 as it comes in, I know that the reports are out there right now about getting rid of the, the conference championship games. When the new teams come into the Big 12, do you see this getting broke into pods, or how do you see them going about handling the schedules? Uh, I think they're going to do a um, division. I think that's the way they want to do it. Just be, I mean, even 14 teams, like, split them up the divisions um, you know, just to make it easy. And then, you know, when those two teams shift out, oh, you in Texas, you can shift stuff around and make it happen. But I, I, think, I think the Big 12 was caught off guard, even though there was a lot of conversation around, um, you know, getting rid of divisions. They were kind of dead set on having them, um, you know, and they're caught off guard by the rules that are coming out that kind of might, you know, shift what they have to do. And that's difficult because they're trying to work through schedules right now, uh, schedules with OU and Texas, schedules without OU and Texas. So I think the league was a bit off-put by what they saw. I think easy – to simplify it, you go division um, just to kind of get yourself straight. Once OU and Texas leave, then maybe you can quit the divisions. But I think at least for that time, you have 14 teams, two seven-team leagues. You play a six in your conference. You play three from across. And you keep a rival, whatever. That just kind of makes it easier. Final thought for you. Uh, with with uh, Gary gone, two, two scholarship quarterbacks on campus. Uh, do the Bears go get one out of the portal just for insurance? Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I think you're seeing uh, you're seeing schools who get guys now. You know, what level? I don't know, but I, I think the numbers will tell you yes. Like we just saw, actually, o, OU is in a worse spot than than um, than Baylor was, but we just saw OU get a backup. The kid who played in the um, in the bowl game against Michigan State for Pitt, he went to, to Oklahoma. So yeah, I mean, maybe they get one more, um, but. I'm sure Dave Aranda feels really good with the two that he has, but sometimes two's not enough. You know, guys can go down. So I think uh, some insurance would be nice. All right. So, again, what are you working on for uh, the podcast? Talking odds today. The odds, Big 12 odds. You guys can find us last on Big 12, every, every guy's podcast, and on YouTube as well. I bet a lot of people check it out. I bet, I bet they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> it's good to talk to you as always. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Hope you get to feeling better. All right. Thanks. See you later. Did you get that one, Garrett? Got it. All right. Just checking. Uh, 8 17, 17 minutes after 8. And again, Ward shaking his head. 17 minutes after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Another hot and humid day here in Central Texas. We'll see those clouds thin out as we hit the afternoon and sunshine breaks out. 93 degrees will be the high. Mostly clear skies tonight for a while, but then the clouds move in overnight. We drop to 69. And mostly sunny skies on Thursday should be a hot day as well and a high of 94. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Baseball headed to Manhattan, Kansas for a three-game series with Kansas State this weekend. Games Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Wildcats from the Little Apple. Bears, Wildcats, Big 12 Baseball this weekend from the Little Apple. 
Join Derek Smith and Max Calderon this weekend here on ESPN Central Texas. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Mother's Day is just around the corner and it has me thinking. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? That's Ronnie Weethorn, the foundation doctor. And right now, just like most of us, he's got one very special person on his mind. At the foundation doctor, that's exactly what we strive for. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the foundation doctor will make a house call. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today, Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. All right, 821, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. All right, guys. Uh, in fact, uh, I want to get into this for just a second. Uh, but but we're seeing now, you know, they got the big NFL party that you guys talked about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the uh, for the release party that's coming up, the NFL schedule release party. You know, I, I think they're going to make it a national holiday. Nobody's going to go coming. to work. Yeah, it's coming. You're right. But on November the 13th, Week 10 of the NFL season, it's the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. A couple of iconic names in the National Football League, and you made a great point. 
Mike McCarthy is the common denominator there, having coached both of them. So, it, but I'm finding it interesting, Ward, that it's let's drop a game or two here, let's drop a game or two there. But our big party, why wouldn't you want to keep everybody on the edge of their seat? Keep them engaged. Just dangle it out there and get more people involved in it. The more they trickle out there, yeah. the more people are going to go, oh, I've, I've got to see the rest of this. I've I got to be on top of this. I, it's intriguing. All right, so how about this one? Christmas Day, the 3.30 game on Christmas Day will be the Los Angeles Rams. They've won a couple of games, haven't they? A little bit. And they're going to be taking on the Denver Broncos. Rams and the Broncos on Christmas Day. That's the late game. It's a good matchup. I mean, you, obviously you got two dynamic quarterbacks going at it, and Russell and um, Stafford. Look, I think it's a it's intriguing. I know if you're the NBA, you got to be furious because you're about to lose a ton of eyeballs. Uh, but this is why this this right here is a prime example of why the NFL is top dog. Yeah, they just they just punched the NBA in the throat, didn't they? Yeah. Because Christmas Day has always kind of been reserved for the National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. Not no more. Yeah, took all their eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, they uh, they did it. But the big party, by the way, and, and, and this is way off track. Oh, there's a little bird, sorry. But have you guys seen the AT&T commercial with Matt Stafford? Yes. Is that not the... Funniest, coolest commercial. It's really good. I'm, I, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. No, go ahead and say what you're thinking. I like their one even better with the Ghostbusters and the ba- Major League Baseball people coming out. That's the oh, Direct yeah, TV. Yeah, that yeah, is, that's cool. What is that's that? cool. Direct TV. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's Direct TV. TV. Yes, but Matt yeah, Stafford's good. Yeah. But the Stafford's saying, you know, I had this old phone for 12 years. It's still my favorite phone. I love this phone. But I had to move on. Life-changing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, exactly. I thought, oh, my God, what a well-written commercial. Very well played. Uh, and, and he did a unbelievable job in that commercial. I mean, I got so engaged in the commercial, you forget what they're selling sometimes. And, you know, that happens in the Super Bowl ads. That happens a lot. In those Super Bowl ads particularly, but – you know, they're, they're so well done. It's like a little mini series, and you're like, what are they selling, by the way? By the movie. Yeah. Well, you just said the you talked about the Field yeah, of see, Dreams thing, and that was direct TV. Ward had to correct us both. But I, I just thought that Matt Stafford thing was just so oh, – every time I see – of course, I, I'm – you know, and I'm look over, and, and I look at my wife and go, is that not the greatest? She goes, what? She just didn't get it? <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> of course. You don't know who Matt Stafford is. I mean, you know, it could be Matt Johnson for all you know. So. Anyway, all right. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the Christmas Day three thirty game. It's the Broncos and the World Champion Rams. So there you go. All right. Lark mentioned this on the Sports Center. I want to get you guys' thoughts. The PGA Tour this week has denied all of the players' requests. Every player that requested a waiver to go play in the uh, that new golf league in Saudi Arabia that's being headed up by Greg Norman, they've all been told no. You can't do it. We're not going to let you do it. We're not going to let you out. My first thought was, golly, man, this is let these guys go do it, what they want to do. I mean, they should be able to work wherever they want to work. And then I got to thinking about it, Ward. 
Would the NFL let players go play in the USFL? Nope. No. I mean, would, would, would Major League, would the MLB say, hey, you know what? If you want to go spend a month over in the Japanese league, that's fine. Go ahead. You can do that and then come on back. I think the only league that really does it, and they do it out of necessity from a financial standpoint, is the WNBA. They have to go over there and play overseas. But not during No, not during the season, season. but, but after This would be during the season. And I get it. I, and the more I think about it, the PGA is, is trying to protect their property, which is, you know, the PGA Tour of America. If these players, the particularly these headline players, if they're playing in Saudi Arabia or wherever they're playing in that league, then the tournaments here, their field is a, is a lot weaker. Therefore, their gates are probably going to be smaller. There's a lot of moving parts. And again, I, at the end of the day, if you're the PGA, do you want players bailing on you to go to a competitor? The answer is no. No. And, and you know, you're not going to let NFL players go play in the Canadian Football League. And, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you play up there. But no, you can't do that. So my first initial thought was, golly, what a, what a, what, come on, PGA, have a backbone. Leave, leave. But no, I, I get it now. I, I totally get it. I mean, you're protecting your product. And if they're not playing in your tour and they're playing someplace else, you're hurting your product at the end of the day. But, but, you, to, but you're trying to compare the WNBA. That's a sanctioned WNBA deal, too. This is not a PGA tour event over there. It's a there. competitor. It's a competitor's event. Okay, so that has no comparison to it. And and you know what? If if that tour was played in you know a month or two, that that the P of course PJ is basically year round. But I'm saying they're going right at each other. That's what I was gonna say. They're no overlapping. No, it's a startup. It's a it's a total different tour. Tour. You either play on that tour or you play on the PGA tour. Or you play, you know, some of the other minor leagues, whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But but those, but those, but those, those two are going at each other, and, and so you don't want. Well, yeah, in that scenario, yeah, no, no, you handle. absolutely don't. Right. I mean, and again, if if Ward White's the Masters champion is playing in that tournament right. and not playing in my tournament, my tournament just became weaker. Yeah. I mean, you know, because the field is not as strong. I, I so I, I kind of get what they're doing. I do. Uh, at first, I didn't, but you know, you think about it, and you go, "Okay, they're protecting, they're protecting their 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 tour." Isn't that the same tour that Phil has been kind of yeah, involved oh, in? Absolutely, in? There's involved. A, there's Ooh. there's another reason why the PGA doesn't want anything to do with that. He punched that league in the throat. And now it's you know, and he punched the people. Uh, uh, you, you, well, go go. You can follow that little deal, and that's why right now Phil Mickelson hadn't been seen. Or heard on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Now I think he's coming back. But with that said, anyway. But yeah, that's a Greg Norman deal, and Greg Norman obviously disappointed in ripping the PGA. I mean, he he did. He said, "Sadly, the PGA seems intent on denying professional golfers their right to play golf." No, he's not. No, they're not. They're not saying you can't play in that tour. They're saying you can't play in that tour and play on our tour. And you know what? That's their right. I, I get it, but that's you know, and I get he's upset. I why mean, would he skip? Why, why would he put it together? Does he have like some kind of problem with the PGA? I, I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm, I think he's got you know. I think there's dollars and cents involved in his back pocket. It's you know, he's he's kind of the founder of this thing. This is his child here. This uh, 
and I and I don't know what the what it stands for, but it's called LIV Golf. Uh, you know, and it's going to be based out of Saudi Arabia. So there you go. All right, eight thirty. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk some uh, TCU Horn Frogs, and we're going to do it with Stephen Simcox. That's next on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I don't know what to think about it all. I mean, I'm glad that the players get paid. Like, if you try to express anything like, this is out of control, the Twitter mob will come after you. Oh, my gosh, you want to hold down the players. Nobody wants to hold down the players. I don't think NIL was created to turn this into the Wild West. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14. Where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. At Allen Samuels in Waco, we're committed to taking care of our customers. And that means having as much new inventory on hand for you to choose from. During the Memorial Day sales event, shop our large selection of 2022 cars, trucks, and SUVs to find the vehicle that's right for you. Need maintenance or repair? Let our skilled technicians take care of your vehicle, and we'll get you back on the road safer than before. We're not here just to sell you one car. We're here for the long haul. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. The world's changed. Things you used to have to leave the house to do can now be done from home, and that includes straighter, whiter teeth. Bite is an invisible teeth aligner that's all the rage. Why? Well, because bite is a fraction of the price of braces. I'm talking thousands less. Listen, crooked teeth are no joke, and bite makes custom treatment plans directed by dentists and is serious about making your smile shine. So go to bite.com now to order an at-home impression kit to get started. Be happy. Be confident. Be you. With bite. B-Y-T-E. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Rookie pitcher Reed Detmers tossed a no-hitter as the Angels beat Tampa Bay 12-0. Justin Verlander one-hit the Twins for eight innings to lead Houston to a 5-0 win. Game two of that series tonight in Minnesota. Two home runs by Corey Seager helped the Rangers to a 6-4 win over Kansas City. That three-game series continues tonight in Arlington, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The high school softball postseason has reached the regional quarterfinals with Crawford taking on Italy tonight at the Waco ISD Complex. 
You can hear the game starting with the pregame at 545 on Star 1049. There's also postseason softball in West tonight as the Trojans host Franklin for game one of that best of three series. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 834, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're brought to you in part by Good Feet, Big Boys Record Service, and Landscape Supply Service. Tom Ward Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning. How are you? Tom, Ward Garrett, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing well. We appreciate your time. Hey, a couple of weeks left. Uh, in the uh, Big 12 baseball race, in in the Frogs are fighting the Cowboys for that top spot? Yeah, uh, it's tough. You know, it's definitely a step back, dropping that series Oklahoma over the weekend. Um, so, mathematically, they're still very much in it. Now, I think, you know, the, the most likely scenario is if they can sweep Kansas this weekend, then that'll actually wrap up Big 12 play for TCU. Um, and then... Oklahoma State, if they find a way to drop three of their last six against Tech and Baylor, then I think they end up tied uh, for a conference title, which uh, they'll just split it. But honestly, you know, I think the bigger goal for TCU um, moving forward is just figuring out what their starting rotation is going to look like going into the postseason. They've been kind of mixing and matching. They tried another combination last weekend that didn't really work out. The starters only went. Uh, nine innings, and that was Austin Cobb, Marcelo Perez, and Caleb Bolden. So you have to find a way, uh, or you have to find a combination of some guys who can eat some innings and go deep in the games. Uh, this is going to be a, a pretty short postseason. But a Big 12 title would be significant. I think the main reason it would be is because if you win a Big 12 title, even if you share it with someone, I really don't know how the committee can keep you from hosting. I mean, even TCU with their RPI in the 30s right now, um, it's a major conference. You find a way to win a conference title, and I feel like you're playing Fort Worth uh, the third NCAA tournament play. If they finish, you know, second, I feel like they're probably headed somewhere else. Maybe College Station. That'd be kind of a fun matchup if they face off of their uh, former men's team against Washington. But um, the biggest priority for TCU, I think, the last couple weeks of the season is just figuring out who you're going to go to in that starting rotation uh, once postseason play begins. And if they can't get that sorted out, then uh, honestly, I don't really think it matters where they end up in the Big 12 standings. Is is it five or is it six out of this league in NCAA play, in your opinion? Oh, man, that's a good question. I mean, it feels like five to me, Tom. I don't know. It's strange because I think, like, I think these teams are good, but I feel like every team in the league is a little bit flawed. I don't really believe there's just a group that's head and shoulders better than everyone else. Uh, Oklahoma State has been flexing their muscle here lately, but they haven't been super consistent. And I'm very curious to see what Tech does against them in Stillwater, even though I know Texas Tech has had a lot of issues on Sundays, closing out series. They just don't have a ton of pitching depth this year. But, yeah, it feels like a five-bid league to me. Um, you know, Texas is still very talented. They sort of got back on track in Morgantown, but they haven't lived up to expectations. I think Texas Tech and Oklahoma State have been good, but not quite as good as people thought. So perception's reality, and I feel like they end up with five teams in the postseason. Can the Frogs carry that game last night? A extra inning grand slam to to walk it off last night. Does that momentum go into the weekend and maybe into the Big Twelve tournament? Maybe is that the shot in the arm 
that this team might have needed to kind of jolt them that direction? I can see it. I mean, my goodness, like struggling against the Carnet Word, that doesn't show a lot of confidence. But I mean, Tuesday night games are sort of a sort of a crapshoot. You never really know what you're going to get week to week. They did find a way to fight back. Like you said they actually down the last strike, down seven six in the ninth, and uh, David Bishop hit a, hit a single to tie the game, and then actually hit that go ahead grand slam as well. So you know, games like that, it really doesn't move the needle much. It's not going to catch the attention of a lot of folks. But I think when you're struggling, um, as you said, Ward, just getting a win is a big deal. And getting a win when it looks like, you know, you were down for the count and might have a pretty devastating loss could be a, a big rallying point for this team. But I think that really starts with uh, Ronnie Cornelio and his health. He didn't play last week. He didn't pitch last week. And he has uh, a foot injury. I think he can return when they travel to Lawrence and give them some good innings, and I think it'll help stabilize things. But – yeah, I mean, it should be uh, – they should be feeling good today, and that should help them with their travel. You know, schools wrapping up as well. There's a lot of reasons for them to start ramping things up, and uh, certainly getting a big walk-off grand slam like that should bring some energy to the team. Simi, do you like the Frogs' chances of landing an LSU transfer guard, Adam Miller, which, I mean, you need to quit – y'all need to quit tamper with the Tigers, but, you know. <laughs> it was apparently either down to TC or LSU – Guys, I really find this funny. Like, he's in the transfer portal, right? And he's giving his final two teams. And one of his final two teams is one of the teams that he was on last yeah. season. It's just so bizarre uh, what we're dealing with with college sports in, in the portal right now. Uh, but obviously, like, it's just part of the freedom these guys have now. I like their chances, Garrett, but I, I, the reason I'm concerned, he's not making a decision until Friday. And he visited last Friday. Um, so that's a whole week, and I don't know, you know, who's all in his ear. I don't know what the communication's like, and LSU has a new coaching staff. But I just, I mean, I would feel better if he visited on Friday and then made a decision on Monday. Um, I'm sure the TCU coaching staff is staying in touch with him, trying to find ways to convince him to get to Fort Worth. But I could, I mean, I could see it going either way. I think, both, you know, looking at the reporting, both camps feel pretty good about where they're at. So I'm not sure he's tipping his hand either way. Um, this would be his third school in three years. He was in Illinois and then at LSU. He didn't play last year due to uh, uh, ACL injury. But, yeah, I like their chances. The timing of it's just strange to me. Um, I think that week in between being on campus and making a decision could help LSU if they can, you know, get in front of him and, and find a way to say, hey, let's, we got a fresh start here, really a whole new roster as well because they had a lot of guys in the portal. Let's run this thing back and, uh, and start to build around you. Talking with Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frog. Stephen, we were talking about, and we have, <laughs> seems like every day we talk about NIL and the portal, but, I mean, that's just that's, that's the world we live in now. But when it comes to the portal, do you see the portal changing, the dynamic of the portal changing as this thing goes on and on, uh, and maybe players enter that portal and they don't improve their 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 lot in college football. Can, can you see the dynamic of the portal changing some? I could. I mean, I think there's certainly like some natural consequences of, oh, I'm in, you know, I, I got in the portal and I found out, hey, maybe I didn't get all the offers I wanted. Maybe I didn't have the school that I wanted to. I, I guess the big sticking point is I think one reason a lot of people enter is because there's really no punishment, right? Like you can leave, you can have a media eligibility, you can come back at the school that you – uh, thought about leaving 
we'll take you back, and there's really, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, so I feel like unless the NCAA, which is sort of a, a toothless institution at this point, unless they can sort of put some guardrails that say, hey, like, once you enter, you got to make a decision within a certain number of days. We can't drag this out. Uh, maybe putting some time frames up to disallow tampering. But uh, it's, a, it's a good point you make because I think one misconception people have is this idea that everybody who enters the portal is, is kind of running like, oh, I didn't get – I didn't want to start a job, so I'm immediately going to just hit the portal and go where I want. And maybe that is what some of them think. But there's so many guys out there now that are trying to transfer that, um, you know, you, you might not end up where you want. And, like, I'm not I'm not criticizing this player. Like, I totally understand why he made the move. Um, I was just surprised that Gary Bohan's going to South Florida. That might be a, a good fit for him. But, like, you're talking about a, a player that had some injury issues, struggled at times. Bottom line was he was the quarterback for a team that won a Big 12 title for most of the season. Now, Blake Shaven ended up taking over and was the QB when they won that title. But, like, he was the QB on a, a Power 5 conference championship team for most of the year, and now he's at South Florida. And some of that's timing. Some of that's, you know, the first wave of QBs had kind of entered by the time he got there. But it's just uh, there's only so many places to go, and there's only so many places that you can start. You're not going to enter the portal and then go somewhere else where you're going to have to have some huge competition for a job. Um, so there's just not as many options, I think, as, as players sometimes make it out in their minds. Stephen, where was the biggest improvement for the Frogs in the spring, or is that hard to gauge with the new coaching staff? Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to gauge right now. I'm, I'm excited about the skill positions award. You know, actually, uh, on the podcast today, I had an episode about um, Kendra Miller and Imani Bailey, the two running backs, so sort of stepping the role. Zach Evans left when he transferred to Old Miss. And I, I mean, I don't think they're as talented as Zach Evans is, obviously. But Zach only had about 650 yards last year. So I feel like those guys are more than capable of replacing that production. Um, he had some injuries down the stretch, Evans did, and, and didn't play the full season. But Quentin Johnson, obviously, on the outside, is a big time wide receiver. I think they were very excited about some guys like Quincy Brown and Gunnar Henderson, um, and then players like Darius Davis. And Tay Barber on the slot has been there for a long time. So I, I like the potential of that offense and those skilled players under Sonny Dykes. Defensively, I feel like they've at, you know, it remains to be seen what's going to happen, but I, I think they've beefed up this defensive line fairly well given the circumstances. They have Dominic Williams, who's a true freshman uh, from the state of California, and he had a really good camp. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not naive. I know it's going to be a huge step up for him playing, you know, Big 12 football out of high school, straight out of high school like this. But um, they're excited about him in the future. Caleb Fox, the Stephen F. Austin transfer, got a really big season for the Lumberjacks last year. He's coming in. Um, they added a few other guys in the portal as well. So it seems like Joe Gillespie has a pretty clear vision for what he wants. He wants more beef up front. He wants more size, guys that can be disruptive. And so I, I think they've done a nice job of filling out the roster with players that fit that mold. Now, we'll see what happens when they actually hit the field and if they can find a way to get the quarterback and stop the run. Um, but those are the things that stand out to me as sort of biggest improvements or biggest reasons for optimism going into the year. Simi, with the NCAA Oversight Committee coming out and wanting saying that we don't necessarily have to have conference championships anymore, and as the Big 12 comes together, do you see this being where it's kind of open? Do you see them doing a pod situation or sticking with conferences? Or what would you like to see? Yeah, I don't really know what, why people are so against divisions these days. And maybe I'm just 
listening to the wrong folks. I still like the idea of divisions in a conference title game. You know, I think that extra data point, even though it's kind of risky, is uh, is is good for the league. I feel like it's good for um, you know teams that make it to the conference title game get a chance to play in a game like that. You know, the pods. I, I think it's an intriguing idea. I really haven't heard like a lot of great formats for it, but um, you know, I like just the standard like two division format. You're going to play some teams every year, some teams every other year, and you just sort of rotate it like that. That is one thing that I'm not super excited about with the Big 12 expanding. I mean, it's inevitable, and every conference is doing it. But um, I did like the round-robin schedule. I I think it hurt the Big 12 in some ways. I guess teams are so familiar with each other, but you saw more parity. But at the same time, I just like the idea of everybody playing everybody each year. That's not going to be the the, uh, possibility now. But um, I like the conference title game. I think it should stick around, and I'm, I'm just good with divisions themselves. But I know uh, it seems like the, the more the commissioners are talking, they're trying to get away from that model. Steven, you know, the rumor that Texas and OU may be leaving sooner than thought in the first place and maybe that the other teams are coming in quicker, if that happens, do you think that this conference can hang on and stay a Power 5 conference truly? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of that, I guess, depends on visibility and your CV deals. But, you know, I still feel like there's good programs here, not necessarily blue bloods, but programs that demand attention. I, I think the bigger the bigger reason I would be concerned, Ward, is what happens if and when some of these other conferences decide, oh, you know what, we don't really want to mess with the NCAA, and they just – form their own sort of super league. And who's going to be involved in that? Because I could definitely see the SEC and the Big Ten, the ACC saying, uh, hey, you guys figure it out. We're going to do our own thing. And we're going to become like the Premier League of college football. And then I don't know where the top 12 and the Big 12 stand when that happens. Um, but I, I feel like you look at the teams, and if you're looking at on the field, the on the field product with Cincinnati coming in and Houston being added as well, I still think it's a better football league than the Pac-12. Now, does it have the star power that the Pac-12 does? It's USC and Oregon, no. Um, but at some point, I think the on-the-field product should matter. But I'm not the one making the decisions on how much to pay for those games. So I guess that's really going to be the exciting factor in uh, the Power 5 conversation. Stephen, what do you got to coming up on your podcast? Yeah, I was talking uh, running back today, that running back position kind of going through the roster after spring camp. Um, also, plenty of coverage of the baseball teams that get this postseason. And then tomorrow, we'll have our weekly Big 12 roundtable with uh, Josh Neighbors, who I know you guys know well. And he led a discussion on uh, odds for Big 12 title in football this year. So that's all coming at you later this week on Lockdown Horn Frogs. Thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked On Horn Frogs, 849. And I know we're running late, Garrett, mm-hmm. but I want to get a quick thought from you guys because there's obviously conversation about it. If let's, let's pretend that the SEC and the big 10 said adios to everybody, mm-hmm. we're going to form our, as he called it, a premier league or whatever you want to call it. And, and are fans going to want to see just 32 teams in two different leagues competing for, or do they want 50, 60, I mean, I guess my point is, if if not the 
the Pac-12 and the Big 12, then who? They, they'll just do their own thing. They, they, they'll leave them out. And, and, I mean, you're already seeing the separation with the Big 10 and the SEC financially. Um, you're seeing it on the product, more so with the SEC on the product on the field. I guess you could give the Big Ten. Ohio State and Michigan always in the mix. but Well, they I, are in the mix. I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, those two are, are, are setting the precedent, and they're probably going to separate. And there's so much talk about the lack of trust with the NCAA, and we mentioned earlier the, the Coastal Carolina situation. No yeah. question. No question. But, again, I'm saying if, if the Big Ten and, and the SEC separated, you've got 16 teams – in in each conference, Ward. Bottom line is thirty two enough. No, I don't think so either. It's enough for the NFL. But this is not the NFL. They want it to be, but it's not ever going to. But be. it's not ever going to be because the fan loves the fact that there's nine million college football Again, games every Saturday. It, if the Kentucky Derby does not prove that we need a college football playoff, nothing does. That's right. Because of the fact that you got an eighty to one horse who wasn't in the race, who never won a race before, who was not in the race until somebody else scratched. That's right, and he comes out of nowhere and wins it. That's why you need thirty-two teams playing for a college football championship. I, I my point, I guess, for me is, if not the Pac-12, if not the Big Twelve, then who? You can't just be two leagues playing each other every year with the winner being the champion. They can, I, but they will lose interest. We will be gone in a hurry, I think, I think. I think you would plug two different championships and just let it run like two different leagues. Yeah, but I, I don't – that's not good for the game. It, you can't, I'm not saying it but is. No, but. no nas- a national champion can't come from two different conferences, in my opinion. No. It, but that's what, what But do. that's what you're looking at. I, I, you know, there, I, uh, 20 years ago, they started talking about a super field of 64 teams. Four 16-team conferences. And I thought, you know what? That probably will happen. Then you have the haves, and then you have the have-nots. But of those 64, you're going to have the best 64 teams and the best 64 universities from a college athletic standpoint in this in this league. I can see that happening. But I can't see it just being two. I could see it being four. Uh, four 16-teams. And then you divide them up, and you got what? You know, you got eight divisions, right? Yeah, something like that. Then you've got a competitive situation. Then, then you got at least perceptionally, you have a competitive situation. We, 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 we got to go. Yeah, eight fifty three. We're back with more in a moment. Recently on Game Time, and we're joined now by Jeff Wilson from RangersToday.com. First of all, when you're talking about Willie Calhoun or Zach Rex, you're talking about the last guy on the team, the 13th position player out of 13. So I think you kind of have to put it in context there. How big of a deal is it? It's a big deal because he was the guy in the U Darvish trade. You know, one thing that thought Willie had outgrown was, for lack of a better word, his poutiness when something goes wrong. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. 
Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Hey, Rachel, let's go to Scarborough Renaissance Festival again. I'm sure I can get some of the girls to come with. Yes, we had so much fun there last year. Oh, remember those cute nights we met at the wine tasting event? OMG, so much fun. Hundreds of shops filled with exquisite crafts, over 20 stages of nonstop entertainment and wine tasting with nights. Sounds like a great weekend to me. Let's go. Scarborough (laughs) Renaissance Festival. Weekends now through May 30th. Get discount tickets today at srfestival.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Rookie pitcher Reed Detmers tossed a no-hitter as the Angels beat Tampa Bay 12-0. Justin Verlander one-hit the Twins for eight innings to lead Houston to a 5-0 win. Game two of that series tonight in Minnesota. Two home runs by Corey Seager helped the Rangers to a 6-4 win over Kansas City. That three-game series continues tonight in Arlington, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The high school softball postseason has reached the regional quarterfinals with Crawford taking on Italy tonight at the Waco ISD Complex. You can hear the game starting with the pregame at 545 on Star 1049. There's also postseason softball in West tonight as the Trojans host Franklin for game one of that best of three series. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, 8.56, we're four away from nine. And coming up tonight, game one of a three-game set, Crawford and Italy Ward, and it'll be over on 104.9 FM. Six o'clock first pitch from Waco ISD. Should be a good one. Number two team in the state against the number seven team in the state. Best wow. of three series. Uh, this this series went three games last year. Uh, and a lot think that this is the best matchup in this side of the bracket uh, for the UIL state championship. So it should be very interesting. Going to see who can who can fight through and, and, and be in the circle. That's, that's it's all going to come down to pitching tonight. All right. I'm going to ask you just point blank, yes or no. Winner of this series gets to the state tournament in Austin. I would think so, yes. All right. I, I think so, too. Got to. Uh, coaches are like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Coach Allen. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. We got to go. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. Uh, well, John Morris is coming up at 3. Matt Mosley is at 4. And we will see you in the morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> 